Hey, welcome to the Juice Bar Experts podcast, where we are going to give you tips, tools, strategies for launching a new juice bar or scaling and increasing the profitability and efficiency in your existing juice bar. I'm your host, Andrew McFarlane. For the last 10 years, I've been in the juice bar business, running my own juice bars, as well as helping hundreds of entrepreneurs all around the world launch successful juice businesses. So without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome to another episode. Hope you all are feeling amazing. I am feeling great. I'm excited to dive into today's topic of conversation. So as the title explains, I'm going to be going through the pros and cons of the most common juice business models. We're going to be talking about starting a juice business online. That could be from your home. That could be from a central kitchen. What the pros and cons are of that. We're going to talk about opening a juice truck, what are the benefits, what are the downsides, and then lastly, we're going to talk about a storefront. What can you expect? What are the the benefits of doing this? What are the pros? What are the cons? And by the end of this episode, you should hopefully have a lot more clarity on what you want to do if you have already started your business with one of these models and you're looking to grow and expand. This is going to give you a lot to think about. It's going to be a deep dive, so I hope you are paying attention, taking notes, and I am excited to dive into all of this. So we will begin with the online juice business. Now, as I said, you might be doing this from home, which depending on where you're at, that may be uh, allowed or not allowed. Different countries, states, cities have different uh, health department regulations and codes so it is always my suggestion to make sure you are in compliance with that because you would hate to build up a business and then have the rug pulled from underneath you because you weren't um, doing things according to the the you know municipality and the, and the regulations in your environment so let's talk about the downsides first of an online only business as they say give me the bad news first that way we can end on a positive note and so the first thing that is really a challenge and risk factor when it comes to starting an online only business is you're in essence a ghost right when you have a truck or you have a store people can find you because of your physical location when you're only running your business online nobody knows that you exist unless you're really good at marketing People can find you through third-party apps, which we'll talk about in a moment. Or what I see happen a lot of times is people just market to their friends and family, but then when it comes to growing their business beyond that central network, they get stuck. Okay, so that's the first downside. Now, moving on, as many people will, if they are selling through the third-party apps, that could be things like Uber Eats, Grubhub, uh, you name it, right? The major downside of this is you're going to end up paying quite a hefty commission. Some of these apps will take 30, 35%. And because you're in food service, you're already in a low margin business. It's high volume, low margin. If you have another company taking 35% of your income, that's a lot of your profitability. You're going to make sure you're going to have to make sure that you charge a lot more for your product to maintain your margin. So, 
that is something to consider. It can help you get exposure, but overall it is going to cost you quite a bit in the commissions themselves. Okay, what is the third downside? It is not being able to get feedback from your customers. Now, it's not to say that you can't completely, but it's very difficult, and I will elaborate on this. When you have a business where you hand someone a product, they're there, they're drinking it in front of you, you can ask them in real time, hey, what did you think? Did you like it? Right? Uh, if they tell you no, you can make that improvement and you can maintain that customer. If you sell something to someone through a third-party app, third-party delivery, you don't meet that person, they don't drink the product in front of you, guess what? You don't know if they liked it. I often say that mediocrity in business is the silent killer because when something is mediocre, it's not bad, it's not great, you don't get feedback. At least if something is really bad, someone's going to tell you you're going to have them want to return the product. And if you see that happen a lot, you go, you know what, this product's bad, we need to fix it. But if, the, if someone says nothing, there's no, there's no feedback at all, well, guess what? You might be believing that your product's great, but it's really average and you're not getting feedback and then therefore you don't improve and your business doesn't grow and you don't know why. You think you've got a great product, at best it's maybe mediocre, and now you're not growing your business. So having feedback where you can hand someone a product, they try it in front of you, they tell you it's great. When you're selling to your friends and family, they're, they're wanting to be supportive. It's not that they might not like your product, but they might not give you the most candid feedback that someone who has no relationship to you is going to give you. So that's the third downside that I see is it's very hard to get feedback when you don't have a very close relationship with your customer. The fourth con and downside is that it's really good at breeding competition, right? It's easy to start, which means it's easy to start for everyone. And if you do really, really well, it's easy for other people to come in and compete with you and saturate the market. So understand that if things are going really well, that's great, but that also attracts people who can start the business just like you did for very little money, very quickly, and now you've got a lot of people to compete with. That's the other thing that you really need to consider in all of this. Now, what's the fifth? downside. It's that people cannot meet at your business, right? I always tell individuals that people consume food as a ritual for a couple of reasons. One is the product itself, but two is because we're social creatures. We want to socialize. We want to make a plan to meet our friend at that local juice bar or the juice truck pending that you are in a place where people can sit down. Uh, so when you don't have the capacity to facilitate that experience, guess what? If someone's choosing between, do I, or I want to meet a friend, where can I go? Well, you're not even on the table because you're an online only business. So that's the, the last downside. I know it's been hard and a lot of negativity, but it's all constructive. Let's move on to some of the benefits because there are obviously benefits. The first pro and benefit is you can start this kind of business really quickly. You know, you can go from concept to having your commercial kitchen and being ready to take orders in a matter of could be a month, couple months, depending on uh, 
certain factors, how quickly you can find a location, you know, doing your branding, your recipes and everything else. But it's realistic to say that you could within about 60 days start this kind of business. That's a, that's a benefit. The other benefit is that it's quite inexpensive. You know, you don't have a lot of physical infrastructure. So you're talking about equipment, inventory, some marketing things, and then the rent. So that's a benefit. You can start quickly. You can start relatively inexpensively. And then the other benefit is that it is a great foundation. Not to that every business needs, needs this because obviously we know there are a lot of companies that just start with storefronts. But if you want to test the market out, if you want to build relationships to potentially raise money for your business, it's a good foundational step in order to make that kind of progress. Now, I don't generally recommend that people uh, start this way if they don't want to because it can also slow you down if ultimately you have bigger goals. You might end up doing this for a while, you know, it could be a year, two years, and not being in a place where you're making a lot of progress. But that being said, if it is the route that you want to take, it is beneficial and it's nice to meet people and, and learn more about what they like, build your brand recognition and your community and so forth. So that's what I'll say for the online juice business. Now let's transition and talk a little bit more about starting a juice truck. What are the downsides? Okay, so the first one is it can be difficult to find a good location. Not a lot of places are welcoming to, you know, 24 foot restaurants on wheels. So as we always know, location is crucial. And when you have a truck, it can be difficult to find the right location for this specific kind of vehicle. That's number one. The second thing is weather is going to impact your sales a lot more because you're outside most of the time. You are going to be in a place where if it's raining, which rain is going to impact all businesses, but when it comes to someone making a plan to meet someone somewhere, they're not going to meet in front of your truck if it's raining. So you're going to lose a lot more sales than a company would if they had infrastructure to allow people to sit comfortably in a store when the weather's not great, which also means if you're in a place where you've got strong winters and other things, well, guess what? Now you're losing out even more sales, even though these businesses do fluctuate seasonally, you're going to be impacted that much more because of the fact that you don't have a place for people to sit down. What is the third downside? It is that people also don't generally want to meet at a juice truck. It's kind of connected to the weather, but it's another factor. Even if the weather's good, unless you have a juice truck that has outdoor seating, it's nice. Most of the time, people are grabbing things for takeaway that are quick um, at a juice truck. And so if you want it to be able to facilitate, like I mentioned in the first downside of an online juice business, if you want to facilitate meeting, it not to say it's impossible, but it's a little bit more difficult to do. People don't generally plan to meet near juice trucks. They want to sit down in an interior environment. And so you lose that social, not completely because some situations you can have people sit down a little bit, but overall, in general, you will likely lose the customer that wants to meet someone for a, a drink or a beverage, a juice in this situation. Okay. What is the fourth thing that you might not be thinking about that's a really big downside when it comes to a truck? It is getting into accidents and just driving a huge vehicle um, to begin with. So I remember, I'll, call, I'll share a story. One of the, back in the day when I first started my business, 
my business partner had opened the um, front of the truck where you serve from. You have kind of your ice in front. He was getting the truck ready in the morning. He opened it and then uh, forgot that he left it open and ended up reversing to get a better parking spot. So he was reversing. This is in the middle of Hollywood. He left the, th- the, the front latch open and ended up taking down a tree. Because this is a really, these vehicles are really big. They take up a lot of space. There's been accidents. People have sideswiped cars. You have to remember, this is a restaurant on wheels. And so there's just a, a bit more liability and risk when it comes to driving these kinds of vehicles around. Okay, so what is the next downside? It is the fact that, which people don't think about, but when you're not hooked up, to a water supply, you have limited water that you have to use to clean your utensils and everything else. There are circumstances, and I want to point this out, where you could be connected to a, if you have a fixed location, which some states allow you to have, you can have a fixed water supply where you don't run out of water. So this might, not to say that this is 100% an issue, but a lot of times, if you are traveling around and you're not connected to a water source, you got to have a lot of water on that truck in order to clean things. So having limited water just creates another dynamic element for you to consider. What is the next thing that it can be a a negative um, when it comes to starting this kind of business in a juice truck in particular? It is having limited capacity for sales because your sales are going to be related to how much inventory you can hold. I found that in my situation, if we got towards about $800 to $1,000 in a given day, we were running out of ingredients. We couldn't hold more ingredients than that. We started thinking about other routes. Can we, you know, go pick up another um, set of ingredients and produce and everything else? Can we see if we can get it delivered? You know, there's ways to work around it if you can get a maybe a refrigerated vehicle, but it just adds more complexity because you're dealing with a very small and limited space. And if you're making a lot of juice, those ingredients do take up a lot of space. The last downside that I want to mention is when it comes to renting these trucks, even buying, if you're not getting a new one, they can be riddled with mechanical problems because they're complicated machines. You know, the generators can break. We've had that happen a lot. Electrical issues, uh, plumbing issues, you name it. We've had it. I've had it happen. And so sometimes just the, the liability of that alone, because if you, let's say your generator breaks down regularly, you can't blend things. You can't make juice if you don't have power and you're out of your sales for that day. And so unless you're really, really handy and you're good at building and fixing things, just the overall challenges that you might have with having a vehicle that isn't very reliable, which is really the foundation of your business, is no small uh, thing to, to overlook. Okay, now let's start talking about some of the benefits. Similar to the first model that we discussed, it's fast to start faster, I should say, than a storefront. Starting an online-only business would be probably the fastest, and then looking at starting a juice truck, a little bit faster, because you're not having to build the thing from scratch most of the time. Some people do, but you can usually rent these vehicles uh, from you know, people who specialize in renting food trucks or commissary kitchens uh, that usually have rentals as part of their model. So it's generally a lot faster to get into. That's the first benefit. The second benefit is mobility. Now, with that, I want to explain it as a paradox. Mobility is good and bad. So it's good in the sense that, you you know, if you find yourself in a location and it's not good, you can move. But that also means you might have location instability. 
because if it's a first come first serve environment like it was for us we were in Hollywood we had to wake up really early to get to that location on a regular basis because people's cars could be parked there and so we needed to get to that location before 6 a.m. every single day in order to get that prime parking real estate that was going to help us do better sales now the other benefit of being mobile is you can test out different locations now I generally don't recommend that you pop around I think a lot of people think oh I'm gonna have a truck I'll just go from here I'll go there I'll go there and that's not the best idea it's good to potentially experiment with that in the beginning until you find what the best location is and you stick there because if you're going around town and you're always in a different spot your sales are gonna be very inconsistent and unpredictable and not all spots are gonna be created equal. So if you found a really great location, why would you move around? Do you wanna maximize your sales in that given location? And then if there's more locations that are opportunities, just open up another truck, You know, run it as another business. So you're gonna to wanna to be stationary, but the mobility can help you early on in case you don't find that great location yet. Okay, the other benefit, and it's the last one that I'll talk about when it comes to a truck is the novelty factor. The fact that people like this experience, it has worn off a bit um, these days because tr food trucks have become a lot more popular, but there is some aspect where people like the fact that they are you know, able to take pictures in front of the truck and it's not a common way that people are used to engaging with you know, receiving food. And I actually lied, there's one more benefit that I wanna mention. It's kind of in between, but it is that it is cheaper than a storefront to start when it comes to an upfront investment, okay? It's going to cost you a lot less money. It's not gonna be as cheap as it would to just do an online only business, but it's gonna be cheaper than starting a storefront, which is one of the other reasons that people tend to do this. That's the reason I started with a truck is just because it was cheaper. So that's the last benefit that I wanna discuss. And now we're gonna transition and talk all about the storefront, which I love this model, this is my favorite even though I shouldn't be biased, but I am. I shouldn't say that. I, I'm allowed to be biased because I've experienced a lot of these different models and I've just seen the benefits of having a store if it's in the right location. So in fashion, as we have done, we're gonna start with some of the downsides. What are the cons? The first con is that it's gonna take the most time to launch a storefront in most scenarios. Unless you find a location that's already built out, you're gonna take, you know, it's gonna take from concept to opening, it's gonna take six months, could be a little bit longer, maybe eight months, but it's gonna take more time than the previous two models that we discussed. So that can be seen as a downside. The next one is you can't move locations. It's not a truck. So if you find, if you end up investing a lot of money and time in a bad location, yeah, you're mostly stuck and that's, that's unfortunate. The third element is that it's gonna be the most complicated to start. When you're starting a storefront, it's not going to be as simple as the previous two models. There's more that goes into it with architects and construction and literally, you know, you're going to need more employees. Everything is more complicated when you're opening a store. Next, you have the fact that it's going to be the biggest investment. Starting a store is going to be a larger investment than starting a juice truck or an online business by a, a, a substantial amount. So those are really the downsides when you think about a storefront. Now, let's look at the positives. One, it discourages competition. If Because opening a storefront is difficult and also people can see your business, they know where you're at, 
people don't generally want to start juice bars right across the street from another company that's doing well. They would usually prefer to let you have your space, which is a good thing. So a storefront won't breed as much competition in most scenarios as the other two business models. What is the next benefit? As I've discussed before, it, which isn't the case in the previous two models, with a storefront, you can facilitate meeting. You can become a destination point, right? People can say, hey, Jenny, let's go ahead and meet down at XYZ Juice Bar. I'd love to have lunch with you. It's going to be comfortable inside. I like the experience of sitting down and drinking a juice or a smoothie with you. So that's a benefit. That's a sale that you're going to get that the other two models would not have gotten in that point. The third thing, which might be a little bit more abstract, but when you have a store, people respect and trust your brand more. Why is that important? Because when people trust your brand more, they spend more money with you. If they take your company more seriously, they're going to spend more money at your business. If someone's making a decision, okay, I'm going to do a juice cleanse. Where do I want to do my juice cleanse? Oh, there's the juice business down the road that I know. I trust their staff. I can walk in there or there's the other business down the road that, or not even down the road. I just saw online. I don't even know who they are. I don't even know how to complain if something went wrong. Obviously, you know, and I know where they're going to want to purchase from. So having a store elevates your brand. It elevates trust, which is really, really important. Now, the last one that a lot of you guys have told me when I speak to you, what are your goals for your business? And you tell me that you want to franchise your concept long term. Well, guess what? The storefront model is one of the most franchisable models. If you have a truck, you can franchise a truck model, definitely. Online store, not so much. But the storefront is going to have the most demand in terms of people wanting to franchise a specific kind of concept. So if you want to grow your business in that way, having a storefront is really beneficial. The other thing that I didn't mention about the previous two models, which was what I said in the first one, that you don't have the capacity to get feedback as easily. Well, with a truck and with a store, because you're going to have a deeper and more connected personal relationship with your customers, at least you or your staff will, you can get feedback from them. You can find out what they want. How can you improve? All these things are really important to your growth. And so for me personally, I love the storefront model I've just seen in general. It's where you're going to make more money if you do it correctly. And so if you need help with any of these three models, reach out to me personally at andrew at starterjuicebar.com. Happy to talk to you about how we can help you. I hope this has been helpful. I hope it's been insightful for you to consider what routes you might want to take. Overall, I do love the storefront for all the reasons that I mentioned and also because I've had the experience. I've run my own juice truck. I had a store and I just found running the store was easier because it was bigger and I had more employees. We could delegate more, which is, you know, an added benefit that I didn't mention. Um, and so overall, you'll have to figure out which experience resonates with you right now and what you want to pursue. But hopefully this gave you more insight into this process and all these three different models. So that's all for this episode. This is Andrew McFarlane with the Juice Bar Experts podcast and startajuicebar.com. Until next time, hope you're doing well. Take care. Mm-hmm.